to the book club. Uh, today I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Camille. Hello, Camille. Hello. And we're joined by authors Miranda McLeod and T.B. Markinson. Hello. Hello. And welcome. Hello. Lovely to have you join us today. So you've both recently co-authored a book. a lovely charming sapphic romance called two of a kind let's start by talking about how did the idea come about of the book who saw whose idea was it and who decided it was going to be on a ranch in wyoming can can i start <laughs> off answering that one this okay. is tb um i came up with the idea many many months ago and i was like you know i want to base it on this movie i really liked in the 80s called some kind of wonderful and i want to call it two of a kind and we started chatting about it and everything by the time the book finished it that was no longer anything like the movie some kind of wonderful <laughs> um somehow we ended up starting it in Vegas and then moving it to a ranch in Wyoming and then like after the end when i was writing my launch emails for my my team i knew i based it on an 80s movie but it changed so much i couldn't remember what it was until like 5 days later when i started thinking about it it was the only thing that stayed was two of a kind my title that's the only thing that stayed from that start of the kernel of the idea to the final product and that's kind of how it is with us especially when Miranda Miranda has a really vivid imagination and so whenever I'm like we should do it this way and she's like okay but <laughs> and then when I hear that but I know I'm going to get about 50 different ideas <laughs> all in like 60 seconds <laughs> So do you want to add to that Miranda? It was uh, I I had forgotten about the movie because it was it was such it was such a long time back that we were talking about it and putting it on the on the schedule and and it does I think every time we start talking about a plot we'll we'll get to a point where I'm sure TV says great we've nailed it we're completely ready to to do this and then the next day I'll say okay I had some ideas. <laughs> I was thinking about this last night and it occurred to me that none of the things that we talked about are going to work but here's a whole new idea. <laughs> She's done that to me quite a few times <laughs> and it depends what stage we're at in the co-writing process my reaction if I haven't written a word yet I'm more like oh great tell me about it <laughs> if we're 3 or 4 chapters in I'm like are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> So when you discussed your initial idea, do you know which way the book is going to go? Have you got with the the middle and the end plotted as well? It tends to be beginning is heavily plotted. The middle is a bit fuzzy. Sometimes we'll have an ending image in mind, and especially if the if the opening scene of the book is a very strong if it's a very strong image that kind of inspires like oh we want to go we want to take that character from this place in their life and then the best way of ending it would be like this you know then that uh sometimes we know what we're working toward of course we write romances so we're always working toward the happily ever after ending which does make it easier but a lot of times i think our our first several chapters we really know first they have to do this and they have to do this this is how we want them to meet this is how we want that to go these are the things that happen next and then maybe we're maybe we have an idea like something in the middle <laughs> and then and then we have to get it to an ending and then and then in between we're usually probably plotting out at least a few chapters ahead and i think 
it's that middle part that can get tricky where the, where there's the all of the options to consider and what should we really do and by the time we hit the second half of the book it often goes faster because now that we've made some decisions the ending is more clear and the way to get there is is clearer so a lot of times we get bogged down a little bit like i said we try to write four of four or five chapters in a week but sometimes that means that we write two chapters in one week and then we write seven chapters the next week because now we know where we're going with it so it's a lot faster and easier to do yeah, the most difficult part actually is getting those first solid five chapters yes. because the beginning kind of predicts what the end's going to be say you're writing a christmas romance and you started out on christmas eve and your um main character is sad because she doesn't have a date and she would like to be in a relationship so more than likely you're going to want to like loop back to that and in the, in the end where it's christmas again and she's happy and she's in love so you kind of really need to work on getting the beginning mm -hmm. right yeah seals the end and so that's why we kind of start off more slowly with the beginning chapters because you really have to nail those because that really does the whole character arc. And making sure that the character arc is different. Uh, sometimes TV will point out, like you've already used that joke in a different book. Getting those, those early things, making sure that you're not falling back on a, a reason or a, an, you know, an excuse that a character would have used like, why are they not happy right now? Or what's the, what's the internal conflict for them? It's probably the more, the most exciting part of it is when you can actually answer that question, but it's before you have that answer, it's also the scariest time. Uh, Claire says on the, um, the podcast we co-host together a lot, like when you're trying to come up with like a, a twist with your plot, with your characters, um, I, I can't remember where she got this tip, but it was like, write down 10 things mm -hmm. and then like kind of go through them and like tick off the ones that you um, either have already done or the ones that are like the most obvious, which I think is how we ended up on a ranch in Wyoming because we've never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Given that we used all of our knowledge and research about ranches in that book, um, I'm fresh out of ranch stories. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, like uh, I was amazed to find because um, I have ranching in my family. It goes back a couple um, generations and everything. And so when Randa suggested a ranch in Wyoming, I'm like, oh, I could totally do that. And then I realized I know nothing about it. I'm such a city girl. <laughs> and I was like, she was like, what's Wyoming like? And I'm like, there's a lot of dirt. <laughs> That's all I can remember. That was my contribution. <laughs> it did take a lot of reading, um, you know, autobiographies from ranchers and watching um, ranch videos. There's like, YouTube channels that are ranchers <laughs> that show their, like, what this is the day in the life on my ranch. And so we've watched a lot of those. <laughs> it's become more helpful to um, Google Maps, the street view, given that we're you know, it's been harder the last few years to travel anywhere. Being able to go onto the street view to just see if they're in this town and they're standing on this street corner, is there a, a, oh, there's a cafe. They can go to the cafe. Like you can describe it just from those pictures, which is nice. What's the most challenging part to co-write a book? 
Well, I think one of the reasons it works really well in this would also be a challenging part is, I don't know um, how many people know this, but Miranda and I go back, way back. We were born in the same hospital seven weeks, no, nine weeks apart. I always get the number up. See, I'm terrible with numbers. But we were born and we went to the same elementary school and junior high and um, I moved away in high school. So you have that familiarity, which works really well until we butt heads about a plot point and then we can kind of get a little heated pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's, I think that we're both used to it and we know, I, I know that the challenge having recently worked with a, a different author and I know TV has worked with other authors as well. Um, when we're working together because we've done it now so many times like we've, we've talked about recording some of our zoom calls just because i don't think people would believe how blunt and <laughs> rude we can be over just like no that's a terrible idea <laughs> we're not doing that are you crazy but um you know in, in general working with um working with authors that you don't know that well or that you don't have that comfort level it's that we all i think every, at least every author i've met like we all simultaneously believe that our ideas are absolutely terrible and that we're the worst authors on the planet but also our ideas are the best ideas and we're the best author on the planet so talking to another person and they're presenting an idea or they've written a chapter and knowing that you're whatever you say is both going to be met by an ego of like we can't change that because that's the way it is but also like you're right and i'm terrible and i should never write anything again <laughs> you know um figuring out how to how to talk about the the plots, the ideas, the changes without stepping into that trap. <laughs> you um, learn you learn with co-writing with someone else um, to kill your darlings even more than you normally would on your own. And if people don't know what kill your darlings is, is that one like line or one plot point that you just absolutely love, but it doesn't advance your story mm -hmm. and it's called kill your darling. So, um, when you co-write with someone, especially since we've done we've done a handful of co-writes together now, like we both can you see it more from someone else's perspective. So like Miranda can read one of my chapters and be like, I like this, but this part definitely has to go. But and, I, and then I can do the same when it's her writing, but when it's yours, it's much harder. So it also with the co-writing with my drafting the first draft and then uh, Miranda working on the second, like we're catching them earlier than like when you sit down at the end and you read the whole draft on your own and then you're like, oh, this was, this should have changed in chapter three and now I have to rework the remaining 17 chapters. Right. So we, we catch it faster, but yeah. it does, it does present a challenge because um, we can be really blunt and sarcastic to each other. I mean, we usually end up laughing a lot and we do think we should record our Zoom calls because um, they would be funny. It's one of those challenges where we have to um, balance our sarcasm, our sense of humor, and remember that the overall goal is to produce the best product 
we can for the reader. This job can be really lonely. Yeah. And so like we were able, especially during the pandemic, I think it was something that saved both of our sanities because we would get, we do get on a Zoom call in the morning when we discuss the chapter that's going to be written. And like, it just tethers you to reality and other human beings, which was always key for the past two years, at least for my experience. We happen to both have a different, different strengths and weaknesses. So when, um, like TB's biggest strength has been to take the idea and to get a draft on paper, um, so that she can, you know, we can talk about a chapter and she can be writing portions of it while we're talking and just putting that, you know, putting that first draft down so that you have something to work with. And that's the hardest part for me. I open up a blank document and I stare at it and I get hung up on every word and I go back and change sentences. And that has been the biggest struggle so that, uh, but what I can do a lot faster in many cases is that second pass that um, where you're refining it and, you know, changing the, getting the details in and that type of thing, which I think for TV is often the place where she would come to a halt. So when she gets that first part down and then I can open up a file and I'm like, oh, look, there's already a thousand words on this page. Oh, this is like, it's like magic. <laughs> and then I can go through it. And, and so we can, when we're really on track, we're getting like a full chapter done per day. And by the time we get to the end of the day, that chapter is already in its second draft. It's ready. Like, it's ready to go to the editor. Before we send it to the editor, you make it sound really, really fast. I mean, we are much faster than we when we work separately. But before we send it to the editor, I sit down for the final two days and I read it all the way through at once. That way you can catch all the inconsistencies or, right. oh wow, our main character's eye color changed. That's weird. Like <laughs> all the stuff that you forget. Once it comes back from the editor, there's that, that last step of going through all of those um, suggestions and changes. So it keeps us going, it keeps us motivated. Um, so doing the co-writes, I think we both end up coming out of it at the end of the at the end of a year with having written more than we would have if we had been trying to do it all on our own. What really surprised me was that when I went to the book, I was expecting two different voices and I could not tell who wrote what. How has that come about? Is it because you've been writing together for so long? I think so. And it's the process that we use of having um we're both writing every chapter so a lot of times the difference in voice comes when um authors decide to divide up uh their chapters and do um one author writes one main character and the other writes the other main character which is a, which is a valid way of doing it and it makes sense that you'll have characters that sound very different, but of course everything else sounds different as well. And because we're both going through every sentence and every paragraph, um, 
it doesn't sound exactly like either one of us if you compare to um, to what what we've published on our own in the past. But it but it sounds it, it's it's cohesive because we're because we're both running through it and kind of keeping the consistency. Yeah, I've, I've co-written books with um, Claire Lydon and Harper Bliss. And with those two uh, projects, like we did a chapter, like we had one POV and then we would alternate chapters, which was kind of um, nice. Cause like when we were talking earlier about like co-writing and how it kind of speeds up the process, that was pretty fast because like, <laughs> um, since I, I co-wrote with them when I was in the U.S. and they were in Europe. And so when I would wake up in the morning, like the chapter would be there waiting for me and then I would write mine. And then so by the end of the day, we were like two chapters in. And so it went really fast. But um, And it was an excellent experience. It helps you grow as a writer because um, you would have an idea in your, your head. And so, but then when I would sit down and read the chapter, um, they, they, they would phrase something just in a certain way or they would have like a character do a certain thing and it kind of changed what I was already planning to do and it was kind of fun to have to pivot to that and it kind of challenged you to think outside of the box a bit more, which was exciting. And um, But the way uh, Miranda and I do it, uh, it also it challenges us in a different way because again, like I do the first draft, she does the second draft, and then I do the third draft, and then we kind of work on the the final draft together once we get it back from the editor. But um, again, you're just reacting even in faster time because um, things do change drastically. Because like I can um, give Miranda, I try to give her for, I try to aim for like a thousand to fifteen hundred words for the chapter. And then when I get it back, it's in, you know usually double. And then like I'll be reading it later that afternoon, and and I see just how much polish it already has, and so I'm able to add just a little bit more, like change, like make the verbs more dynamic and stuff like that. The little things, and it's it's just amazing to watch how quickly it can come together, and it does stay with the same voice. Um, yeah, and, and uh, one of the things that you don't notice usually, well, that, that I think most of us don't notice in our writing is when you repeat the same words or you have a favorite phrase that you use, um, and that it's it's easier to catch those when uh, and have more variety when you're writing, I think in the way that we do, because um, they stand out, like, I don't see it in my own writing, but I see it in someone else's instantly. The the word that I wouldn't use, that they're using 25 times, I'm just gonna be crossing that out every time. Um, and the same, you know, the same when TV is, is reading through mine. Um, so we're, we're more able to see those instances and also looking at some, like the way something's been said um a lot of times i know i wouldn't have written it this way but actually this is this is good this is like it's a great way of saying it i'm not going to change that just because i would have said it differently so that adds and, and getting to a point where um where you're 
you're not changing everything to be more like, like, oh, this is how I would do it. Um, but recognizing, oh, this is great. Okay, I'm leaving that. That's perfect. I, you know. Because when you're talking about getting rid of um, certain words, mm -hmm. like, we'll have certain words that start with a letter and we'll be like, this is the book brought to you by the letter P because we have to go and delete all the P words or something like that. It's a good way of doing it for us. I don't know if it would work for everyone. Why did you choose a Vegas for the beginning? Uh -huh. um, in this case, so we, we had a few concepts, I think, going into this one. We really wanted to do the, um, you know, the accidental and the waking up married um, type of story. So that was when, when we, when we revisited it and, and um, got rid of the whole other movie concepts, what we, what we landed on was the, um, the waking up married. And there aren't that many places that you can do that, but Vegas is definitely, you know, one of, one of the popular choices. So just coming up with, um, I think the challenge for it was trying to make it somewhat believable because of course it's absurd. I mean, it's, it's one of those popular movie tropes, popular TV tropes that in real life just is crazy. But having to come up with, well, how do you get two people to Vegas? Why are they there? That's a believable reason. And why would they act in this way? That's completely crazy. So it does happen, though. I've, I've yeah. known people who've done it. <laughs> it. It makes it, I think, more important to say, how do we actually ground this in reality? What would, how would this happen? How would this happen to me? And I feel like, you know, I'm not the type of person that would say, oh, yeah, I could easily just see that. I, oh, yeah, I would go to Vegas and that would totally happen to me. And no, not at all. So bringing that into into each scenario and saying, well, could could I see that happening? Well, yeah, OK, maybe that's believable. <laughs> it's like putting a puzzle together. I really like puzzles. And yeah. so that's what writing a story is. You're just building you're just creating a picture and everything. You're just putting the, you're slotting the pieces in to make sure everything works cohesively. So that's, um, and it's, it's the fun part of writing, it's the challenge. But yeah, we try to make it, I mean, obviously, it's kind of a fantastic story where you're like, well, that really can't happen. But then we try to be like, but could it? Right, but maybe it could. And, and I think part of that in this story was knowing um, first that we didn't want them to figure it out the next day which so many times you know um the the waking up, it's always the waking up married in vegas and they figure it out within minutes why am i wearing a wedding ring and what is the and then they then they have to go on from there but i i think we we liked the idea that this this thing happened and then the circumstances separated them immediately and they didn't figure it out until this was a distant, hazy, alcohol-fueled memory <laughs> from like to the to the point like who was that person and how would I even find them again? Because like this makes yeah this this has my life has moved on now. What do I do? And we wanted to bring them back together a few months later when really everything that could go wrong in both of their lives had happened and they were just at like this low point of desperation because it was the only way that made sense to us to have them 
be able to um, to need each other and and give it a chance because otherwise wouldn't you just take the easy way out sign the paperwork yeah. why why bother you know who this person you've moved on you're back to your normal life just just sign it and be done but we had to give them a reason that that wasn't going to happen so now that the book's been out for a little while looking back at it what's your favorite part of the book and what's your who's your favorite secondary character uh, i think for me i really liked the sister as a secondary character um i liked having i liked having someone who was younger that um was having to make decisions and doing it in a different way uh, and i think having that having that character sometimes that your your main character has to kind of take care of and it, it brings out a different side in them so i really i really enjoyed those interactions and i i enjoyed at times having the sister be able to say the thing that nobody else could say to her like toward the like well not to give too many spoilers but to you know toward the end when you you know when somebody has to slap some sense into her it's it can be the sister you know like a little sister can say anything and you know, everybody else might be thinking of it but the sister is the one that can just be like are you stupid <laughs> you know? i i have to lean towards cord and that's simply because i i grew well i grew up in california but then i moved to colorado and cord was all, all, like a lot of the guys um that i just knew in colorado like kind of quiet but always really more observant than you actually gave them credit for and um i enjoyed the few little nuggets cord said to drew to like jog her to be like you're living your life wrong you need to fix some things and stuff like that and he just gave like it was just kind of it just reminded me of home a bit since i've been away from colorado for about 20 years now and it was just kind of nice where you know he was a nice guy the kind of guy you can call in the middle of the night to help you if your car breaks down and also can give you that one piece of advice that you've needed to hear at the exact moment i've met and known so many guys like that so what's so. next in co-writing and then what's next individually for each of you well and this is this is perfectly time question because we're starting a new co-write tomorrow morning <laughs> um we are starting we've been plotting it for the past week we are starting am i allowed to give a little bit of the story away yeah we are having um two lawyers who are kind of going to be duking it out for one um partnership position in their office so it's an enemies to lovers and um set in Boston we also have the second second slash final season of um of our Bella series that the um a London love story that we're also um that one will be the episodes will be starting i think we have it now on the calendar for the beginning part of september we've had to make some a few adjustments with editors schedules but we have um we have those we write those episodes um a, like a small portion every day we we do um five scenes per week so we write one scene each day um on those so we'll we'll be revisiting that thank you very much for your time today and do you, you. have any parting words for your readers Ooh. well i'm 
mean, thank you for thank you for reading because we definitely couldn't do this without having readers who come back loyally every every book and and keep giving us a chance. So thank you. Yeah, the the readers are the reason we twist ourselves in the knots and we'll go 20, 30 hours straight at the end <laughs> to get the book out because we never want to disappoint them. And um, their support and their kind words and everything they give back to us makes this career the best career. <laughs>